Good news, everybody. Reality Breached is nominated for Best Local Podcast in Best of Jackson 2018. Visit bestofjackson.com to cast your vote today. It's another Reality Breached Local Spotlight. This episode, we talked to Jesse Pandolfo, the owner of local bar Wonderlust, located in the heart of Jackson, Mississippi. We had a great talk about LGBT rights in Mississippi uh, and parenting. Thanks for listening. I think you're really going to enjoy this one. Welcome to Reality Breach. I am Robert Morris. I am here with Sergio Lugo. That's me. Doing? I'm pretty good. And it's cold. It is. But it, 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 we don't matter. Nah, nah. Not <laughs> this time. individual does not only have the hottest LGBT bar in Jackson named Wonderlust, her club is in the best of Jackson running for, listen up, best bar, best place to dance, and best service industry hangout. But that's not all. She also has two bartenders and two DJs that are in the best of Jackson context. For sexiest male and female bartender, those two are Andrew Luckett and Cray Blackwell. And for the two DJs, my close friend, DJ Money Hungry, for best club DJ, and our close friend, Matt Collette, for best karaoke DJ. If you haven't voted, I'm going to need you to go on out there. Put them votes down. Put the names in. Appreciate you. She's a wonderful person. That is a great mom and a fantastic boss. Can you dig it? Ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only Miss Jesse Pondolfo. How are you? Hey. That's why I let him do yeah. these things. Yeah, no, that was smooth. That was super smooth. I'm feeling good after that intro. <laughs> I can like brush my shoulders off with that. How's your day been? Um, pretty cold, like you said, but good. Productive. Very productive Friday today. Awesome, awesome. Good, good. Let's just, uh, let's, let's just, wait, oh, okay, okay. But this is funny because we talked about this before. People say your name wrong. They do, they do. They say, because it's Italian and I think that down south, um, there's not as many Italian people as where I'm from. I'm from the northeast, like, uh, Massachusetts specifically. No, we just can't talk down here. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> Phonetics yeah. challenge you. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, but yeah, a lot of people say like Pandolfi or Pandolfo. Um, I had somebody used to call me Rand- Randolfolo and I'm like, it's not even close. Wow. So it's Pandolfo. Pandolfo. Italian Pandolfo. Pandolfo. Okay. When yes. I first read your last name, I thought of the, um, um, the, 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 the song El Dolfo from, um, the Lazy Chaperone. I don't know that. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a, it's like a opera play. It's a play. I, know, I don't know what that is, but I know that, um, the roots of it, uh, actually means like the wolf banner or the flag of the wolf. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Cause it, like, once I learned that, I think I was like, walking a little taller and like, kind of like wave. growling at people on the inside. I was like, I'm pretty bad now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's like how stark. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah. Too. I'm obsessed with how stark. Yeah. By you way. don't like, know anything about that. If I we don't. get on game of Thrones here, like we're not going to get to the club <laughs> at all. <laughs> So you have a love for Game of Thrones, okay? Oh yeah. All right. I, I, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who are you, and what do you do? Um, wait, am I? 
I guess I am a 33-year-old mom to a really awesome seven-year-old little girl. Um, I'm a wife. I have a wife who's um, pretty much the coolest partner I could ever ask for. Um, I'm a mass hole, I guess. Can I say that? Can I say mass hole? Yes. Almost to swear. Am I allowed to swear? No, yeah, you're allowed to swear. Okay, well, I'm a total mass hole. Okay. So um, whatever is going through my head at any point is going to come out, good or bad, like nice or ugly, and I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just how it's it, fine. It's just how it rolls. Um, so that's pretty much who I am. Um, and what do I do? So by day, I have like a little part-time job. I work for um, a law firm with uh, the best lawyer in Jackson. His name's Sam Martin. And um, he's like super good lawyer, really great boss, uh, who lets me work part-time while my daughter's at school. That way I can be home for her and have all my nights and weekends free to do what it is I really, really love to do, and that is run Wonderlust, which is the coolest LGBT establishment in the state of Mississippi, in my opinion, in the whole Southeast. But... That's just, you know, that's just my opinion. I've been in there a couple of times, and every single time I've had a good time. So It is good times. Uh, what made you want to start a club? I didn't, actually. It, it okay. fell in my lap. <laughs> All right. Like, okay. do you want me to be real? I didn't, I, that never occurred to me. I, um, but yeah, I did not plan on opening a club. I had been working in the service industry for years and decided like it was time to have a real, you know, quote unquote real job. So I went and got my real estate license and I started doing that for a couple months and I, I just hated it. I completely hated it, but I wanted, um, something that was going to go somewhere, you know? So, uh, while I was doing that, I got a phone call from a guy that used to be one of my managers, uh, you know, a couple of years before that, he said, I have a friend who owns this building and there used to be a gay bar in the building and it closed down. And so now, um, he wants it to be another gay bar because they were such great tenants and because the community really needs that. And I told him that you're gay and you know, everybody and you're very smart and business minded and that you'd be interested. And I said, why would you say that? Like, I'm so not interested right now. But, um, he just encouraged me to go at least talk to the building owner and go look at the um, place, and I did. And I realized I'd been there multiple times, and you know, was shocked to know that the bar that had been in there had closed. And said, "Okay, um, I'm not happy with what I'm doing right now. I can do this. I know I can do this. So I think I'm just going to go for it." And and the more I got into it, the deeper we got into it, the more I loved it and the, the more, um, facets started to come out that I really enjoyed and figured out that I can make this something successful, you know, not only for a business, but for the community, because at the time there wasn't really anything like it here in Jackson. And I don't think there really is right now either. So we're kind of standing alone, which is fine with me, you know, but, um, it's good to have that opportunity for people to have a place like that to go to. That's, yeah, that's I, I agree. There, there's really not many places in the region that like Wanderlust that you can go to and be comfortable. Right, uh, right. So I, I think there might be one in Hattiesburg, but I can't name another one in Mississippi. There, yeah, there is one. Yeah, there is um, a place in Hattiesburg. Um, 
and I think it's a little bit smaller and it's a little new, um, but it seems like they're doing really well. And I think maybe I should explain a little bit about Wonderlust is. What is Wonderlust? <clears throat> right. Okay. So it's a, it's a bar. It's a nightclub. Um, we serve beer, liquor, you know, mixers, juice, soda, um, food, and, uh, it's a dance club. And so the main important part about Wonderlust is that when you walk in there, you can be who you are. Um, if you're gay, straight, bi, trans, if you just want to cross dress, if you cross dress every day, if you live your life as a man or a woman, or if you date or love a man or a woman, it, or it just doesn't matter. And you can dance with who you want. You can hold hands with who you want. Um, you can be friends with who you want and it's not a judgmental place at all. And we work really hard to make sure that it stays as open and, um, inclusive as possible. And that inclusivity means that we very strongly urge straight people to come because blocking yourselves off just because you're different does not further any kind of understanding between the gay community and the straight community. The best way to do that is to get everybody together in some kind of a common goal. And our common goal is to get buzzed and and dance. <laughs> so when we all show up with the same goal, everybody gets buzzed and dances. And then you have these groups of straight guys coming in and going, I had the best time. And I'm like, that makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. My first time, it was amazing. Cause I, I you know, I was nervous. I walked up in there and I looked, I was mad I was leaving, man. I was yeah. like, man, this is fun. This is great. We have good music and um, mm-hmm. bartenders, like you said, Drew and Cray are incredibly good looking. So I'm not surprised that they're nominated <laughs> for sexiest bartenders because they are both really attractive people and they're really good bartenders and they're good to the crowd, you know, and they make good drinks. So we're going to keep them around. <laughs> awesome. Uh, how did you come up with the name Wonderlust? Was it already, was it already a name, or did you just come up with it? Or? Um, we wanted something kind of like whimsical, but kind of sexy. Whimsical, yeah, something real light and and, and fun, but whimsical sexy. and sexy. That 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 is wonder and lust, so, yeah, right? Yeah, but it like, it, but it was a real fine line because some of the things we were tossing around were like really kind of almost creepy, and so we had to be <laughs> careful because <laughs> uh, it actually I was talking to a friend named Jess. And we were like, oh, what's whimsical? And she said, uh, what about Wonderland? And I was like, no, like, you don't want to be thinking about little boys. Like, when you're walking into the gay bar, that is not a line we're going anywhere near that's creepy and weird. Um, so I said, what about Wonderlust? Because that's like, you know, mm-hmm. almost like Wanderlust, like searching for something. Um, and uh, it just clicked, and we both were like, yeah, that's it. And we just stuck with that. That's how that came about. Just a conversation at my kitchen table. That's where that, that's that's where a lot of good things happen. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, I know this. I know that you hold a lot of really rad events. So, what type of events do you hold? So, our our normal weekly events are are just our regular weekly lineup is is actually pretty cool. We do karaoke on Thursdays. We have um, a super stellar drink special on Fridays, where it's like you can either get in for free. And pay no cover, or you can pay um, a $20 cover at the door and get a special wristband that lets you drink free well liquor. Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, your face just like right. lit up. 
Um, My yeah. favorite kind of liquor is well liquor. Right. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's pretty cool. And then Saturday night, this is this is one of my favorite things is we do a drag show every Saturday night. Every Saturday? Every Saturday. Every Saturday. Yes. That's cool. No, we do a drag show every single Saturday night. Um, Those are so much fun. Oh, they well, they bring in they bring You've in. Never all, been to one. You need to come on a Saturday. I went to my first. Uh, uh, oh man, I forgot what it was called. Keep talking. I'll come back to it. Okay. <laughs> well, it was yeah. So we do a drag show on on Saturdays, um, and then for like special events, we've done fundraisers for um, uh, the HRC um, Fly Animal Rescue. We've done um, drag beauty pageants, which are super cool. But uh, there are a lot. There's just so much work because you know, the queens, they come with a lot of bags and a lot mm-hmm. of wigs and a lot of glitter and a lot of stuff. And when you start packing like ten of them back there, <laughs> and, and they're competing, like it gets tense. Um, but the pageants are really cool because they really go all out for their for their pageants. They mm-hmm. like glitter and rhinestone everything. So um, we do a lot of stuff like that. Like. Events like that. And I want to do more fundraisers. I really think those are awesome. You know, anything that kind of like connects us to the Jackson community mm-hmm. as a whole is definitely the direction that we try to try to continue going. Yeah. yeah that's dope. Uh, what, what, what do they like? Do they like perform songs? Or? They, they do. They lip sync. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of times they'll do a ballad and if there's not a whole lot of dancing, they have to rely so much on their lip syncing and their emotions and really coming through with their performances and they nail it. They really do. And then, you know, a lot of times they go for the high energy, like crowd pleasing songs and Mm -hmm. it just, people will be up like standing on chairs or on, I really don't want them to stand on tables because it's a liability, but sometimes they do. You, you heard it here first. Come to Wonderlust and stand on tables and share. Please don't. Please don't. It's not cool. <laughs> don't fall down. Um, but yeah, like, and then the whole crowd sings and it cheers and claps. It's really, really fun. I like when everybody sings along, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, that is Alright. You gotta come um, to one. I, 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 I plan on it, but I'm in the salsa studio on Saturdays. So one Saturday, I'll have to just be like, I'm not going, I'm going to this. And I will be in there. You gotta do it. I will be in there. Uh, <clears throat> Dre, is Dre a DJ the, the um, Saturdays? He, them too? he DJs the dance music, and then mm-hmm. we have, um, because we have two very large areas of the bar. One side is the bar, pool tables, and dance floor. Mm-hmm. And then the other side is like a cabaret room where mm-hmm. we do the shows. So it's two separate rooms, which is really nice because when people watch the show, they can sit down. Right. Um, but Dre, uh, who is Money Hungry, DJ mm-hmm. Money Hungry, he does the dance music on the dance floor side. And then we usually have a volunteer um, one of the other queens, drag queens, who's not performing that night, will will run the music for the drag show. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that part that part's really easy because the queens have their music already picked out, and we line it up in a specific order for them. Uh, and so, that's, DJ press play. It is. Yeah. It is. It's nice and easy. Um, and that's when Dre kind of gets to like take a break and can sit down for a minute and you know decompress because after the drag show, he's right back in the booth and the music starts up again. 
big time and everybody hits the floor. And so uh-huh. from then until three, three thirty in the morning, he's, he's going strong. So we got to give him that like 45 minutes to an hour to kind of like decompress. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's <laughs> all right. I was, I was over his house yesterday. I, and, uh, I told him I was coming over here to do it. He was like, what? He didn't know. Uh-uh. He is just uh-uh. the sweetest. And you need to plug his videos because he makes some really, oh, really yeah. I mean, he does. Yeah. He makes some really cool, mm-hmm. like little mini movies and episodes of, yeah. um, unlikely heroes. And I watch those on YouTube. They're, they're amazing. He does really good. With, he does really great, great with those. Here's, here's, a, here's a question. Um, how do you feel about the progression of the LGBT community in, you know, like the Jackson area. I feel, I feel like the community itself is moving forward, um, and being very vocal about what's happening here right now. Mm -hmm. But as a whole, our forward movement is actually halted or if anything, going backwards right now because of HB 1523 becoming law. Mm -hmm. And now it's legal for places to, just openly discriminate based on solely your sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, it blows my mind. It just completely blows my mind that that is reality and that that's happening here. So I see that as like a huge hit to take. It's a really big loss for us. Um, and like personally, like it hurts, you know, that really hurts your feelings Mm -hmm. that I could take my daughter and my wife, to a restaurant and we could in front of her be told you need to leave that. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm shocked that that happened, but it did. And, um, I actually know a lot of the, um, people from the HRC here in Mississippi and the ACLU, and they are both working incredibly hard to, you know, um, file lawsuits against this and, um, to just basically lobby and work really hard to legally, take down this law because it's just not right. I don't think it's right. I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I'm, I'm pretty sure (laughs) most people are not super on board with this. And I don't think they put it to any kind of a public vote because I don't think it would survive if they did. Yeah. Uh, the thing about Mississippi is, is this doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. And I've lived here my whole life. There's a lot of discrimination. I don't know if is the right word. It is. But it's more just fear. Ignorance and fear. Ignorance and fear. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, there's a lot of people who don't, they, they, they don't want to learn. Right. And no. they don't want to get too close because they might catch the gay. Exactly. <laughs> and no, you know, you don't want to catch the gay. Like, you can't catch the gay if we share water bottles. <laughs> no. so, 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 you know, when that passed, it, I was like, oh, yeah, par for the course. You know, pretty, yeah. Just like it, this week when when uh, old boy in Alabama lost the, the the race, I was surprised. I was like, that's amazing. That yeah, they didn't elect a pedophile. Great, oh, amazing. You know, it's incredible. It's, it's still sad when you look at the voter percentages. It is. It, yeah, it, is. it was too close for comfort, but at least close. it didn't happen. It yeah. shouldn't even have been that close. Yeah, and and, and my my longstanding view on it is. Most of what needs to happen is going to happen. The only ingredient we need is time. Mm-hmm. Because, I agree. Because progress, pro- progressive views always win. Yeah. Always. True story. And it's really common for people to say, um, you're on the wrong side of history or you're on the right yeah. side of history. Yeah. And, but it is true. You know, it's not, it's, it might be a cliche, but it is true because eventually 
things will even out and what's right for everybody will prevail, but it just take it does. It takes time. Yeah. Um, it's just really sad to see it because there have been so many, um, forward movements for the LGBT community in the past few years. And it just snowballed and it came on really fast. And I think a lot of people who were against that got very scared and then kind of threw this bill out there mm-hmm. to, to, and pushed it through to make it a law because, I just think they were very uncomfortable and felt maybe socially threatened by the forward momentum that the LGBT community was having at the time. So um, if their intention was to knock us down a peg, I wouldn't say they knocked us down a peg, but they definitely have kind of halted our slowed you down. Yeah. Halted us for a minute, but it's not going to, it's not going to stay that way. They just put some more, you know, a little bit of an obstacle course in the rope. The rope's still there. It's still there. It's still there. And the ACLU and the HRC, and I'm telling you, they are amazing. They're amazing teams of people, um, and they are working all the time to, to change it for us. They really, really are. So any support that they, you know, ask for, I try and try and make sure that we give them because uh, ultimately they're the ones who are organizing the voice for us, and that's great, you know. That's good. Man, that was good. Man, that was good. Um, you know, your question was really good. That's what that's where yeah. all this came from. Yes, great uh, questions, Robert. What, so impressed. Well, <laughs> yeah. he's blushing. I'm blushing a little bit. Mm, yes, you're not oh. my type, Robert. That was good. That hit you real. That was good. That hit me so late. Man, I was I was looking at this question. I was like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> it makes so much sense. Because sometimes we get like these questions, like, and I talk a lot. And I'm real sorry because you guys can totally like jump in and, and you know well, no, converse. But I'm just like, yeah, I'm just like off and running, and people would be like, "This girl talks so much." Um, but I'm having a really good time. How do you feel about the progression of the understanding of people's differences? Like, how, how do you feel overall? Given the past five years, let's say, of people's understanding of other people's differences outside of government. Oh, that, yeah. That has gotten, I believe, I believe so much better, especially with so, all the exposure that is, is happening. Um, and I'd say specifically with the trans community, Mm -hmm. um, people are starting to understand more of what that is and that there is a difference between your sexuality and what um, gender you yourself are versus who you're attracted to there because there's so many facets to, to what makes a person who they are and what they want in someone else. And it's two completely different things. Like even he said five years ago, five years ago, I had no idea that, your sexual preference was different different from your gender was different from your sex. Correct. Yeah. Like I was like those are three different things. Like, yeah, oh, cuz okay. your sex might be male but your gender might be female and that would your sex is what you physically have and your gender is how you identify in society's standards like um the things that you like or how you'd like to present to the world. It's two completely different things, sex and gender. And then then you add in sexual preference. So for example, you might, your sex might be male, your, um, gender might be female and your sexual preference might be females. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that 
is a completely valid combination, you know? It's, it's, it's a rich tapestry. Let's just say that the LGBT community is like a Rubik's Cube and you can twist any one <laughs> section of it and still <laughs> be yeah. totally fine. Um, and I think, but I think a lot of people are starting to really understand that, um, or at least want to understand that, mm-hmm. um, just in like a regular public forum, uh, as far as government goes, I don't think a lot of the people who are in positions of power want to understand or want to admit that they understand. Mm-hmm. Because if they keep it as something that's scary and unknown, then they can use that as leverage for votes. Because yeah. everybody knows that using fear to incite voting is like the key ingredient to getting elected. <laughs> we, we know that more than ever. Yes. More yeah. than ever. Or in the case of the, the one, I think he was, uh, I don't know what he was because I didn't care for him. Uh, he he uh, was he came out he was actually gay but pushed against all the lgbt like progressive like bills whatever that came through right and i don't i don't understand it's like why would you just just come out you do it for the vote right it's like i don't understand how you could do that but still of, yeah. of somebody like me, it's like, why would you do that? You know, it doesn't make any sense. But when you're in government, you're in power, you want to stay in power. Yeah. Power, power tastes good. A little bit. Power tastes good. Yeah, a little barely, bit. Barely does. They, some of the people have been in there for 2,000 years, and they need to just go ahead and retire. Yeah. That was like, I think that was a question on Jeopardy the other day. What senator's been in office for 2,000 years? I was like, was it one of them Kennedys? <laughs> Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Mitch McConnell. I would have said McCain, but he's he's done now. Um, is he done? He's got to be. He's, yeah. He's he's, I mean, he went to the hospital a couple Poor of weeks guy. ago. That makes me sad for him. Uh-huh. Oh, like family. he's done? Like he's like dying done? Well, they say he had uh, I know he has health like issues with, uh, yeah, with the treatments he was having. Poor and guy. granted, he's getting treatments that everybody in Jackson, like his, their health care is... Phenomenal, way better than what oh, they're, yeah. trying to, they're trying to push. I know I could stumble yeah. in there with a stump for an arm, and they'll be like, "There's a free clinic down the road." Right, a spore and a bandaid. Get some of this. Uh, Let me put some Windex on it. You want some naproxen? <laughs> Just give me Tylenol. It's the same thing. Then you drop that insurance policy on the table. They're like, "Oh, oh, sorry, three days stay." You wanted the cure for cancer. Yeah, you didn't tell me. You didn't tell me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm literally. 23 pounds. Anyway, um, let's, let's, let's do something funny right now. We, we, let's we, we went there the and let's, let's, right. just let's, let's forget about all them assholes and in, in power right now, especially that net neutrality dude. Yeah, fuck that guy. Um, funniest <laughs> thing to happen at Wonderlust so far. You can tell oh, us multiple no. stories. Or oh, I want to tell them all, man. You guys are <laughs> serious. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, For real, though, fuck the government. All right. Okay, no, seriously. (laughs) There have been, like, so many ridiculous things that happened. Like, people will call me all the time and ask me, like, what's the minimum amount of clothing I have to wear to get in? (laughs) Like, this is a trick question. Like, cover your butt cheeks, cover your junk. Like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Like, please wear shoes. (laughs) Like, Like... I was thinking about wearing my birthday suit. I get, so, I get calls for that all the time. They really? will call and say, like, 
what do I have to wear? And I'm like, please just be appropriately covered. Like if your ball is hanging out the side of your booty shorts, it's probably not going to fly here. Like, you, sh- you should have a sign that, you know, where those traditional signs that say no shirt, no shoes, no service. It's mm-hmm. you just have that. And then like mark through and it just says, just cover your junk. Just cover your junk. <laughs> just cover your, cover your junk, junk, please. Um, so there's that, that happens all the time. We had, um, one of my favorite things happened. This was a few months ago. This group of, you know, friends comes in and I guess one of their friends got intoxicated probably more than he should have. And sometimes it's really hard to keep an eye on everybody and make sure that they're not swapping drinks with other people because, you know, we can only serve people to a certain limit. Mm-hmm. Somehow this guy got incredibly wasted and his friends kept coming up to all of us that work there say, we can't find our friend. We cannot find our friend. So we're getting worried. Uh-huh. And so we had, um, security outside, inside looking for him. I'm going all around the building. We're calling his name, like really just nervous. And this went on for a good, I'd say 30 to 45 minutes. And I'm stressing out because we cannot find this guy. And then all of a sudden this customer, some random customer walks up to us and goes, there's a guy passed out in my back seat with his pants off. And we go, we found your friend. <laughs> and he, he had like just opened the door to a random car and took his pants off. And from the waist down was basically naked in some stranger's back seat. And luckily the owner of the car was a really good sport about it. It was like, it's cool. Just like what, like, wet nap it off, please (laughs) get him out and wipe it down. But that was just so funny because we could, as soon as they said, there's someone in our backseat, we looked at his friends. We're like, we found your buddy. Like this has got to be him. Uh, so that was one of my, that was one of my favorite uh, how did he things. Get in the back seat. There's a, a car was just unlocked. I guess they left it. I don't know who leaves their car unlocked like, in Jackson, but they did. Like, like if you think about it, passing out in the back of someone's car, you could, might think it's yours or your friends. The part, the weird part is the pants. The pants off. I don't understand. Like maybe he was like, let me just get comfy here. Like, I don't <laughs> know. Like, oh, okay, he doesn't have pants on, but pants how did off. he get in the car? But he, was, <laughs> he was by himself. There was no funny business going on. He was by himself. So. So, uh, and, and he woke up and was like, oh, it's my bad. And I'm like, yeah, it's your bad. Put your pants on. Yeah. Get your, cover your junk. Cover your junk. <laughs> yeah, just cover your junk. Uh, actually, it's really funny that I have a Wonderlust story. Um, you do. I, I do. hear it. it. Well, it's by proxy, I guess, a Wonderlust story. Um, I also slept in the backseat of a car. Oh, through no. an entire trip to Wonderlust. Like, oh my our, God. our group of people were going <laughs> didn't out. didn't know you were there. And we got, I got trashed at a bar. I can't remember which one it was. And they were like, we're going to the gay bar. And I'm like, okay. And is this the F. Jones night? Huh? Is this the F. Jones night? I don't think so. Okay. I think I want to hang out with you. You sound fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and apparently they had a great time. I just slept in the car the whole time. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I bet they had security checking on you. I doubt it. <laughs> you got some crappy like, friends then. He was he was breathing when we went inside. Yeah, he'll be all right. I can't save him if he stops breathing. So oh, if no. not, weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yeah, I mean we get we get uh, just lots of little mishaps that happen around there. It's pretty fun, you know, like mm-hmm. middle of a performance and a drag queen whips her hair one time too many, and the wig just goes flying off, <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> you gotta pin that down, boo. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but 
but they're always good sports. They always keep going, you know, and they own it. And they're like, I'm going to rock my bald head or my short hair and what, and they keep, keep the fabulosity going. So, Mm -hmm. um, but those are always kind of the little spoofs are always the really fun, good times, you know? I can't believe you haven't been to a drag show, dude. Like, I am, all of my straight friends, I'm like, hey, y'all have to to check out a drag Mm -hmm. show. Like, you've got to. It's a, no, I want to go. Put it on your bucket list. It's definitely on my bucket list. I still can't think of it. The other show that I went to was at Doolin Hall. They did the Adams Family theme. I forget the name of the actual type of play it was, but it was a... Uh, like a burlesque? A bur- burlesque, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Was it, but was it men doing burlesque as was, women? Like female and women. Oh, yeah. no, I bet that was cool. And it was, it was cool until the girls started stapling dollar bills to her I don't body. love that. I'm sorry. But you cannot staple. I don't care how much money you have. You better keep that stapler away from me. <laughs> no. No, ma'am. It's like, there's some dollar bills you could staple to me. No. I mean, I know it's your birthday, but we, I can just hand you the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem. Just I'm just <laughs> giving it to you. This dollar bin places. You just want to put that on you like that? You get like staff in all kind of places uh, doing if, that. I hope you made more clothes on. You could just put them in your pocket. Well, she didn't, she didn't have... She didn't have. She didn't have a lot. Yeah, yeah. She didn't have a lot. covered. She had a. She, <laughs> uh. <laughs> but this, okay, it's, this is a funny story, and it, unfortunately, it pertains to the Burlesque show. Um, I became a fan of Beyonce that night. Oh, I've been a fan of Beyonce for a minute. Like so. a hardcore fan of Beyonce oh, that night. No, they used that that song You're "Haunted," late. and. Uh, Bruh. <laughs> that girl was a uh, She did like a fan dance or whatever. That's hot. And I was like, bruh. I went up two rows. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Put, put my fedora on, got up, went up two more rows to look at this. Um, we are actually having a burlesque show February 10th. At Wonderlust with real girls, uh, not female impersonators. Okay. So the the main performer is called Spiky Van Dyke, and it's a drag king. So that's a female that impersonates okay. a male. But with him um, travels uh, burlesque performers that do real, I mean, sexy, fantastic burlesque numbers, and these okay. are they're real, you know, female women. That do these numbers, and it's a lot like what you were talking about um, about the show that you saw. So we actually are going to have that on February 10th. That's really that's, cool. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. And Spiky Van Dyke, I don't know if you, you guys probably don't know who she is because I don't know how immersed in gay culture you are, but Spiky <laughs> Van Dyke is like the Britney Spears of drag kings, like the Elvis of drag kings. This is like the RuPaul of drag kings. Wow. No RuPaul. Amazing, amazing performer. And so I'm so pumped to have them back. But yeah, so that'll be February 10th. So if you want to see drag and burlesque, that's going to be a really good show. Yeah. Y'all like selling tickets? Oh, every night? Because I'm I'm down. I'll go see that. Um, you don't have, you don't have to have an advanced ticket. You can just you can just, just step on in. Just step on in. Come up to the door. Yep. Okay. What's the bell box? <laughs> you going? You want to go? I'll go. You should definitely Let's go. come to Let's do it. We're gonna be there. We're gonna. I'm gonna wear bell bottoms. He's gonna wear some hammer pants. I don't. You know gonna throw it pants. back. I don't. I don't have hammer pants. You will. 
<laughs> That's what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> I'm getting hammer pants. You get hammer pants right. for Christmas, or some Zubox. So if you ever get a text like, "Give me your pants size," just, just go with it. It's for your hammer pants for the show. <laughs> is, there, is there anything else that you want to uh, like any special events coming up in the next couple of weeks or do you have like a Christmas type party actually up um, so this Saturday is Wonderlust's Christmas party it's Saturday the 16th mm-hmm. um, and that is our an annual thing that we do and it's so much fun and you can you know dress any kind of crazy Christmas that you want or wear your pajamas if you want or you can just dress normal if you want to but um so this upcoming Saturday, December 16th, is the Wonderlust Christmas Party. And then on um, Thursday, December 24th, Wonderlust has partnered with Project Jackson okay. and Modern Social, which are both really amazing nonprofits here in Jackson. So the three of us have partnered together, and we're putting um, an event together at Lucky Town Brewery from okay. 7 p.m. to 11. We're going to have a live band. We're going to have DJ, door prizes, cocktails, and obviously Lucky Town has amazing beer. And it's a fundraiser for Mississippi Children's Home. So we want... Wow. Yes. What is this? It, it's a fundraising event for Mississippi Children's Home at Lucky Town, Thursday, December 21st. December 21st. Right. So, um, uh, you know, you pay your cover and all that money that we raise goes towards buying all sorts of different items that the children's home has requested. Like they need hygiene items and, you know, shampoos, deodorants, conditioners, toothpaste, toothbrushes, things like that for the kids. So we're going to take all the funding and buy that. And we're also asking that when you arrive, you please bring a, a new toy to donate so that the kids will have plenty of toys for Christmas. And so this is definitely something that's important to Wonderlust because we definitely want to make it a point to not only push the agenda for LGBT issues in Jackson, but for the Jackson community as a whole. And with Christmas coming up, I think these kids really, really, really need this. And I think the party is going to be amazing. So I don't think that we're going to have any problem um, having a successful event uh, you know, it being such a great cause, and we have such amazing entertainment that's going to be going on that night. So I think it's going to be a really good night. This? I don't know how to live stream. Like, I don't know. You can come live stream it. I don't know what, how that works. But you have my permission to live stream this. I may. I may. I may, reach stuff, yeah. I may come. Yeah. I may, I'm definitely going to go. Good, good, good. <laughs> and, the one I'm, and I'm bringing gifts with me. Right. Okay. Well, um, to get tickets in advance, you can um, check out my Facebook page. So, um, you know, my name, Jesse Pandolfo. Um, and I've made the event public on there. So if you just go to my page, you can click the link. Um, it should be right there in my news feed. You can click that link and go ahead and get some advance tickets. And also there's a flyer there that will, you know, let you know all the information I just gave you is right there on that flyer. So for anybody who wants to come to that, that would be great. So you're... You're married yes. to a fantastic wife. Super fantastic. And y'all have a child. The coolest seven-year-old on the planet. <laughs> How is that in your life? How does that affect your life? Um, parenting as a same-sex couple is, um, I I mean, it's, it's what I know. You know, it's what we know. So um, on a day-to-day basis, just... At home, you know, it's the same 
type of thing as anybody else would go through. It's taking turns um, packing lunch for her and bath time and bedtime and story time and, you know, getting up and getting on the bus and and, um, school projects and homework. It's all the same as any other family would go through. Um, But it's those moments when you have to step outside of your bubble and interact with people who you don't know if they're going to approve or disapprove or if they're going to um, support or cut their eyes at you or look at you sideways when you say, um, this is Sophie's other mom, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and so far, it's it's actually been great. I, I haven't had a whole lot of kickback. I've had some people who kind of, like, get confused or think I misspoke, <laughs> you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, we've never really had any, anything... Um, any, you know, just regular old person uh, throw up any kind of a uh, red flag to us about disapproving. And um, her school, because we, we're, we live in Madison, and a lot of people give Madison a bad rap and, and say, like, they're so conservative, it's all just a bunch of white people. And or, Okay, it's a lot of white people, yeah, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little it's, few. That's true, just a, a few. little bit. But um, it's not just a complete whitewash out there and it's not like these people are so ritzy and ignorant and, and, and closed off and conservative they're not it's it's a more of a community feel even further up north in madison than what you would really think mm-hmm. um so our neighbors in our neighborhood when we moved in we were really nervous are they going to let their kids play with sophie are we going to be invited to the barbecues and the cookouts and the crawfish boils and block parties and we were and oh, that was okay. great. And so we immediately made friends with our neighbors, and they were really super supportive and then, you know, shared their own stories of, I knew a gay person once, you know, which is like every <laughs> yeah. straight person's uh, yeah. way to I, I bond was, uh, with gay people. <laughs> I, I was actually about to ask that. It's like, it, like, are you now the designated gay couple? Uh. Actually, there's two lesbian families oh, on our street. Hey, and I love diversity. it. Um, and our, our neighborhood is so... I think our neighborhood's great. Our neighborhood's pretty diverse. Uh-huh. There's um, a single mom and, you know, a doctor and a lawyer. And, and we've got um, Nissan plant workers. And we've got gay people. And um, neighbors on both sides of me are African-American. They're black families. And uh-huh. it's cool because we're all just kind of in it together. And so um, our neighborhood and her school has been incredible about mm-hmm. just being like, okay, parent-teacher meeting means... You know, you and Haley will be there, and that's great. Um, I think we only had one negative interaction as far as being a same-sex couple and parenting a child, but I think it was a really extreme situation where um, the HRC was holding a rally downtown. And uh, rallies always bring the crazies. Oh, out. I, I, I agree. And put I put rally on it, then yeah, right. And so we it's like had an invitation. Right, we'd been to one, one or two before for the HRC, and everything went smooth and great, and it was peaceful and it was beautiful. It was a nice day out, and it was really, really, really nice. So um, I knew there was going to be music at this one, so I said we'll bring Sophie, um, so she can kind of see, like, understand what's kind of going on with the mm-hmm. government and how this works and why there's pushback. And so we brought her, and um, it was me and Sophie in the middle, and then my wife Haley holding her other hand, and as we headed towards the little rally and we turned the corner, there were protesters. Oh, yeah. Mm. 
And we walked smack into these protesters face to face with them, and they got on their megaphones mm-hmm. and screamed some of the most hateful things at both of us and our child, who was six at the time. She's yeah. seven now. She was six at the time. And I just thought, how shameful is that? You know, how, how crazy and shameful is that? I, I, I don't understand mm-hmm. how you can feel like you're in the right. I That's like, a whole other podcast. Like, uh, <laughs> like regardless of the, I'm gonna your opinion that. and the reason you're doing, like, like what you believe, fine. Put that in a, in a jar, put it on the shelf, and just look at your behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless of... Uh, it, your behavior is ludicrous. What are you doing? Absolutely ludicrous. And, I mean, I understand wanting to disrupt the rally for their agenda. Like, I, I mean, that's freedom of speech. They have the right to do that. They have the right to say, um, I disagree with your gathering. That's fine. But what I think is crossing the line is when, you know, you when there are children involved, you, out of common courtesy, you just kind of take a step back is what you would think people would do. Um, and that's not what happened in that case. And it was, mm-hmm. I think it was more traumatic for me than for her because she was just kind of like, that guy's loud. And I'm like, yeah. he, he's so, so mean. Like, <laughs> she was like, they're serving hot dogs, right? Like, <laughs> moving on. Yep. Um, but other than that, like, it's been smooth sailing. Um, Sophie doesn't seem to have any issue with having two parents that are females. She loves her Haley. She loves her mom. And, um, knows that when she falls down and she gets hurt or if something upsets her and she's upset, it's just, you know, it's a 50-50 shot of who she's going to reach for. And Mm -hmm. either way, she's going to be picked up and loved on and taken care of. So um, I think it's been pretty cool parenting, you know, with two women. It's It's been nice. I'm not looking forward to the day when she starts. Uh, her cycles, though, because that'll be three of us in one house. Uh, <laughs> I'm just—that's that's probably that's the a one thing I'm first. That's a reality breach. First. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah, that's the one thing I'm dreading about the the all female household. Is oh god, the wow. hormones. <laughs> Somebody had to write about. You remind me so much of my friend Nick. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> Like he's a little bit balding and he looks a little uh-huh. bit like Louis C.K. But wow. personality wow. wise, Come your junk. wow. Personality wise, ma'am would, you, ma'am, would you mind if I uncovered my junk? <laughs> I'm, I'm asking. The way that you talk, I put about. you in an animated movie. It's so funny. This this belt is killing me. I'm sticking on this chair. Sorry. Where can we follow you on your social platforms? Okay, so for uh, all Wonderlust purposes, mm-hmm. um, Wonderlust Jackson is our IG uh, name. So that would, all one word, Wonderlust Jackson on IG. Um, Facebook, we're just Wonderlust. Okay. I think we're the only ones, so it wow. should be pretty easy to find okay. us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't do Twitter because I don't really understand how to Twitter tweet. Is, Twitter is scary. I don't get it. It's an intimidating platform. Yeah. Right. That bird is something else. Yeah, he's kind of a twat, right? Yeah. Twitter <laughs> twat. <laughs> he just looks at you like and judges you. There are yeah, a I don't lot get of twats it. on Twitter. Right? Yeah, yeah, a lot of twats. A lot of Twitter twats. Yeah, um, yeah so <laughs> I don't really, I don't, me and Twitter don't hang out. But um, Facebook and Instagram, Wonderlust on Facebook, Wonderlust Jackson on Instagram. And we also have a website, which is www.wonderlustjackson.com. Yeah, yeah. It's on the interwebs. All right. Uh, so, yeah, that's all the kind of ways you can reach out and check us out. Sweet. Well, thank you so much. Again, guys, if, 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 if you don't know, now you know. The hottest place 
the hottest LGBT. It's not only just for the LGBT community. It's for the straights. It's for the buys. It's for the ups and the downs. Just make sure that you got on pants. And cover make sure your junk. Just cover up your junk. Make sure you got on shoes too, because that's nasty. I won't be seeing y'all feet. And make sure you go on the best of Jackson. Go on that website and go and vote for the things that I said earlier. As a matter of fact, I'll say it again, because y'all tripping. Say it again. Um Best Bar. Best place to dance. Best service industry hangout. I'm not done. For the bartenders. <laughs> Andrew Lucky for sexiest male. Craig Blackwell for sexiest bartender. Oh, I'm not done. I got two more. Oh, what's wrong with y'all? Lay it on. Give me more. Um, uh, uh, DJ Money Hungry. DJ Money Hungry for the best club DJ. And best karaoke DJ, Matt Collette. He is the only karaoke DJ in Jackson, Mississippi. There isn't any better than him. Uh, and I will continue okay, I'm, 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 to say I'm pretty that. sure there are others, but he is the, by far the best. No, I said he was the best. Yeah. Try to deny the existence of other karaoke. <laughs> I am. He's the only one I recognize. So, uh, well, let, me, let me just put an addendum in here. Also vote for Reality Breach for best podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Totally. Oh, you forgot about that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Vesta Jackson's a big deal. I'm like yeah. super, super flattered that we were nominated for so many things and that our staff was nominated for so many mm-hmm. things. It's unreal. But I mean, I can literally tell you that those bartenders are hands down, not just because they're mine. They are the sexiest bartenders. <laughs> if I could show you pictures through this sound device in front of me, I would. <laughs> they are sexy. They are great. DJ Money Hungry sets the tone every weekend. And without him, it wouldn't be what it is right now. He's amazing. So um, you got to get out there and vote for them. And then obviously Matt, who has been doing karaoke since the dawn of time and yes. continues <laughs> to rock it every yep. week. It's amazing. It's, so it, I'm pretty sure he invented karaoke. I think he yeah. did. I think he might have <laughs> <laughs> back in the dawn of the dinosaurs. But <laughs> I just think it's so great that we were just nominated for so many things. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe that we were nominated for best bar. Blew me away. Oh, I, so that, that doesn't pumped. surprise me at all. It, no, I was, I was, I, I, I wasn't I go expecting to a lot it. of bars. <laughs> Trust me. Mm-hmm. Well, good. I'm glad there, you liked it. And uh, yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely top tier. Definitely top tier. Thank you for coming and talking with us, Jesse. It's been, it's been a pleasure and this has been amazing and I didn't do it. And for Sergio Lugo, I'm your co-host, Robert Morris. This has been Reality Breach Local Spotlight. You've been breached, baby. Just keep your junk covered. (laughs) Cover that junk. (laughs) Cover your junk. junk. Yeah. Matt Damon has syphilis.
Unusual.